Peace, everyone, and welcome to the Healing Space. I am Sensei Raven Akundayo. And I'm Brandon Harris-Williams. And welcome to the final THS of 2017. Come on, final? Talk about it. We done made it. We done made it. I don't know why that made me think of Kanye West for some reason. We made it. I I don't know either. Is that a Kanye song? Yeah. (laughs) What, What album is that? I don't... Um. Oh my goodness. Was that from graduation? Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm only, to be honest, I'm only really familiar with the first two albums. So I was I about to say it's, to it's either late registration or graduation. I can't remember which one. Um, I know. I think for me, uh, late registration was my favorite one. Mm, college dropout was mine. Okay. <laughs> but again always have something different we, uh, we can never agree on the same thing that's even if we like the same whatever it's for two completely different reasons <laughs> oh <know>? is, okay <laughs> you're introducing me to something new so is that what our dynamic is even if we agree on the same thing when you get into the details of it we still disagree i, I think so and i think that we've shown that through these episodes <laughs> even discussing television like even when we like the same show we get two completely different things <laughs> like <laughs> From it. We've done that time and time and time again. Like, <laughs> especially when discussing TV. I'm just saying. Well, that's that's what makes our dynamic so awesome. Pretty much. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you normally aren't rude, so I have to cut you out that much. Yeah. <laughs> it works. It works. And you're always rude, and I love you for that, so you know. And, by rude ways. and that's the beauty of the healing space. We heal in different ways, you know. <laughs> exactly, showing them that exactly there is a, a vast amount of ways right. to be healed. Right. I don't know why when I said vast, I was like, is that the right word? Did <laughs> my hand out, all dramatic. I was like, okay, yeah, vast means large and big. Okay. It's like, I don't know what for a minute I thought it meant. I was like, we don't go with it because I just said it. Okay. <laughs> Not you just yeah, yeah that that sounds about right. You just gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. You gonna commit? You already in that thing. When you in that life, you gotta be about that life. Ooh, that you know what? I'm leaving you alone. <laughs> One of my favorite anyway, so <laughs> with with that being said, let's get healed. Okay, so we're going to start off with. THS Live, which took which took place this past Thursday. We're actually recording this on a Saturday because we have a lot that's about to go on for the holiday weekend um, or the holiday week. So we have to record this on Saturday because I'm about to be on the road to Orlando, Florida. So when you guys are listening to this, I'll actually be in Orlando uh, celebrating Christmas with my family. So that's going to be awesome-tastic. Uh, But yeah, so THS Live took place on Thursday and we had a blast. We continued the conversation about sexual healing and I thought it was a lot of fun. What about you, BHW? (laughs) I really enjoyed it. Um, Everybody, for the most part, it was a couple people from Side Iron, y'all, participated (laughs) and was like, you know, talking in the comment section, sharing all their business or just going back and forth, you know. Listen. Towards us at different points for different (laughs) reasons, you know. But no, I really, really enjoyed it. And it was a really good dialogue just overall with everybody kind of a thing. 
It was. So, and th- there was definitely a lot of business being shared. That's for sure. <laughs> I did a lot. You know, I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad at it. <laughs> if you want to check out some snippets from THS Live, <laughs> you can go to the Instagram page. on uh, And it's a THS uh, podcast. Lord, how did I almost forget? Right. right. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so, in case it's paused for y'all off, go to Instagram. It's THS Podcast. You're going to see his big ball head. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to go to Twitter, it's underscore THS Podcast. Because I've realized whatever we put on Instagram connects to our Twitter as well. So, you can definitely check it out on there. But, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you silly it was it was really a lot of fun like thank you to everyone who came up in there like for two months in a row we've had a good number of people who have joined us you know and uh exactly. people aren't scared to share their opinions and that's really refreshing it is exactly. i think too like i enjoyed again like the dialogue overall but just how everybody interacted how everybody participated and and people it was just an extension of the conversation or just made it kind of larger because instead of it just being us and people just watching, you know what I'm saying, people participated and we kind of read their comments and we respond to them or do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like the whole feel of it being bigger than just us kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. And really we opened it up. We did a, a much better job of being able to read everyone's comments this time around, too. <laughs> first time around, you know, it, it was our first time doing it, so we had to get used to it. We only had the one technical difficulty this time, I think. Or, well, no, two technically, but we didn't. I only had to leave out once this time. Right. Last time, it was, it was a struggle. <laughs> I have no clue. The Wi-Fi, the data, whoever, they want to let me be great for that first one. But the thankfully, one. the the mess up that we had this time was literally at the beginning of the show. So, yes. we got and that. And it was like for a second at the very end where they couldn't hear us. Yeah. Back. Yeah. So. Um, I went back and watched it and I realized that during the course of it, there are things that you and I kind of see differently from them because for us, at least I know for me, I think it was a U2, I, I came to find that the responses on our end while we were live were actually coming through slower. So <laughs> they were saying like when we were asking, can, can you hear us? They had already said yes, but it arrived later for us. So we didn't see it, you know? Um, so I'm like, that's very intriguing that it goes slower for us because we're the ones who are live, but they can see each other in real time. So I'm like, well, yeah, because we were definitely like, um, I remember we asked, and then it was like silence, like crickets, like, right? So, <laughs> y'all can't hear us, right? <laughs> they all through, like, yes, 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 yes. I'm like, okay, thank you. I'm like, y'all just watching, like. And we also got a new hashtag out of it as well, which is hashtag confident strokes. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> we, we gotta thank Devonte for that <laughs> he introduced us into our lives we're forever grateful that's how y'all going that's how y'all ending y'all year with confident strokes listen end your year with confident strokes listen i i am a huge proponent of confident strokes i don't know about you but <laughs> a different type of ball dropping <laughs> you know what <laughs> You better be glad I have to hold this phone up to this microphone so they can hear you. I was about to run around this room. Oh, you felt that one. A different kind of ball dropping. Listen. 
I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hey. Hey. Oh, go ahead. What was you about to say? What? You felt that, so maybe you're gonna be feeling it for real. Listen, I'm the king of the confident strokes, so yeah, absolutely. Live your best life. Always, always, and and clearly, as we proved on the live show, you're living your life very close to mine. So how about it? Ha! Ha! Watch it, watch it. It's not too much. It's not too much. I think a similar number does not. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Also, <laughs> on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, the best life. <laughs> Brandon is living a far better life than any of us understood. Listen. <laughs> Whatever. I don't think it's what you're making it out to be. I really don't. But I'm happy if you think so. Listen, right. listen, over there living a beautiful life. I'm here for it. Come on. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> we, we, we all. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I'm gonna move on. <laughs> I could keep I could keep going with that. That'll be a whole nother episode about sexual healing. But but this is supposed to be the, the year end review, so we're gonna get into that. Please, um, <laughs> please. Y'all gonna have sexual healing part two in 2018. Listen, it's coming. Ha <laughs> ha sexual healing, it's coming. Anyway. You know what? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go home. Hang my phone up. Unless <laughs> you put this on your own. Because you don't know how to behave. No so uh okay let's <laughs> let's move on from uh ths live uh oh but real quick we are going to be doing it every month for those of you who weren't aware it's every month and i think we did it what this was the third the third thursday um i don't know <laughs> calendar. well the the day is going to be shifting more than likely it's going to be shifting to a wednesday instead of a thursday because of life you know um, Come on, life. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and new things that are happening. So yeah, so it'll mo- more than likely be moving to Wednesday, but we'll definitely keep you all updated. So I wanted to start off uh, with holiday traditions, and uh, because Brandon and I practice two or celebrate, excuse me, celebrate two different uh, holidays. Yeah. Well, they are. <laughs> Um, all day week. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know where my head is, to be honest with you. No <laughs> idea where my head is. Think about coming in confident strokes. I don't know. <laughs> That's where my head's going to be later, but anyway. Oh, uh, well then. <laughs> well, I mean the big head or the little head, but okay. <laughs> well, both are big. But anyway, so holiday traditions. Well, You're... <laughs> you... So what? You celebrate Christmas while I celebrate... Well, I celebrate, I mean, I personally celebrate Kwanzaa, but with my family, I celebrate Christmas. So, mm-hmm. I was brought up celebrating Christmas my entire life, and I believe in past episodes we may have talked about this, but I was one of those kids that, you know, my mom would go all out, and I would get mm-hmm. everything. You know, walk. I, I believed in Santa Claus for so long because the way my mother had everything set up, I never opened up boxes. My toys were already out, you know, all the things built. All of the castles put together, all of the action figures standing in the castles. Like, it was a big production, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I absolutely believe in Santa Claus because in my mind, your parents don't do this. Like, who does this? That's real because a lot of them don't. <laughs> <laughs> you had a good one. Thank you. Thank you. I, I definitely, as I got older, I, I learned. I understood very well because, of course, you know, young, you assume everyone has Christmases like that. And then you're like, no, no, that's not really the case. Uh, but, yeah, so Christmas was really major for me. Uh, but as I got older, and I would say, when did I first start celebrating Kwanzaa? It may have been, like, in my early 20s. may have been, like, 2021 uh, is when I started celebrating Kwanzaa myself. And uh, I have family, well, family and friends who have taken part in it with me. It's usually, like, maybe one or two people a year uh, who want to know a little bit more about it. So they celebrate it with me. Uh, I appreciate, I still celebrate Christmas with my family. Uh, I'm not really big into material gifts. So it's been a long time since I really gave anything. It's been a long time since I really got a whole lot myself. But I'm not bothered by that, you know. Uh, yeah. And I think the reason why I don't, I'm not really bothered by it is because I received so much growing up. Uh, <clears throat> if you're someone who didn't really get that growing up, I totally get why material possessions may mean so much to you at an older age because you didn't really get it. But for me, I go in the opposite direction. You know, I, I thank God that I had a family that we celebrated in such a huge way when I was a kid and I never wanted for anything. So now that I'm older, for me, it's more so about family and being able to celebrate. And, you know, when it comes to Kwanzaa, the reason why it speaks so much to me is because there's so much purpose behind it, you know? Uh, and that's what I love so much about Kwanzaa. Uh, one, it's about us as a people. So that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. But another is because it has so much to do with lifting ourselves up. And I want to, because this is actually airing on the uh, the first day of Kwanzaa, which is Umoja. <laughs> so I was really excited about that. I was like, yes, for the first. And Brandon knows, and for you misfits out there who are listening who may not know, it is very difficult for me to get excited. <laughs> um, Listen, <laughs> never, ever, ever happened. Like, I've known you four, three, four years. Mm-hmm. I think today was the first time. <laughs> I never heard you say you were excited about anything. <laughs> I am not an easily excitable person. I don't know. I'm one of those people Clearly. who, whatever. Anyway, I feel I never understand why people get their hopes up so quickly about things or kind of put the cart before the horse. Like, and I mean, nothing against it. Everyone knows I'm super optimistic guy, but for me, Drag I'm all me. about. What you say? Say drag me. Whatever. <laughs> if you consider that a drag, I'm probably dragging like 98% of our listeners. No, but. I, don't, I don't consider it a drag. You know I ain't sensitive. But yeah, I I don't know. I, I pace things out, you know? Like mm-hmm. if somebody tells me that something's coming in the mail, there is no excitement until I get it, you know? Uh if there's a project that's going to happen, I don't get excited until the project is executed. That's, yeah, I just, I don't really do excitement. Like <laughs> Things things have to actually take place. And then I'm like, okay. So when I, uh, when I saw that we were going to be doing the episode, because it's always on Tuesdays, but I hadn't really connected the two in knowing that Christmas month is Monday. 
uh, when I realized I was on the phone with Brandon and I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> He's like, what? You're what? You're what now? <laughs> exactly. What are you? I'm sorry. It's like, am I on the phone with Raven? Is it? Am I being punked? <laughs> Not am I being punked. Shut up. <laughs> Like this doesn't happen in LA. Was that Jesus back for real? Like, <sighs> we're not. We're not going to get into how people in California lost their minds because <laughs> we're getting so off subject talking about that. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, really, people? Like, I saw celebrities' Instagram stories where they're like, "What's happening in the sky?" I'm like, "Oh boy, are we, are we really having Independence Day right now?" Ciao. <laughs> get up, hey. They know what was happening. They they really didn't. Oh, bless their hearts. And I'm kind of mad at I'm kind of mad at the the people. What, what was that? The military? I'm kind of mad at no, them. I don't know. For the fact that no one said anything. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I've read like slight tidbits of information. I'm not even gonna lie and say I did any real deep research because I was like, whatever, keep it moving. Um, <laughs> but that's in L.A. Keep it over there. <laughs> but but yeah. So anyway, getting back on topic. I wanted to uh, get all of our listeners familiar with Kwanzaa, uh, mostly because I personally take it as an offense that there are so many black people who mock it. Uh, I'm yeah. not really clear on why <laughs> it's a holiday that was made for us, so I'm not really sure why they mock it. So just, you know, they this is... not black. No. <laughs> <laughs> outside of the norm, and people don't like changing different This things. is very true. This is very true. Uh, but I want us to work on some healing, you know, uh, a connection between those who may celebrate Kwanzaa, those who may celebrate Christmas. Hey, even those are uh, those out there who celebrate Hanukkah and any other holiday that we may not be thinking of right now. Uh, I wanted there, I want there to be healing and an understanding that no matter what it is you celebrate prayerfully, it's all for good reasons. You know, nothing that's harming or hurting anyone. So I'm going to name off the days of Kwanzaa. And uh, then Brandon's going to let you all know as far as him and his past and his present when it comes to Christmas. So, the ooh, excuse me, seven principles of Kwanzaa are the Nguza Saba. And they start off with Umoja, which is unity. Kujichakalia, which is self-determination. Ujima, which is collective work and responsibility. Ujima, which is cooperative economics. Nia, which is purpose. Kuumba, which is creativity. And Imani, which is faith. These are very, very special to me. And really quick, just to go in a little further detail with each one. For Umoja, to strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. And that means a lot to me because I'm going to be celebrating uh, all of Kwanzaa with my family. So this is the first time I'm ever going to be around my entire family for Kwanzaa. So that's a pretty big damn deal to me. Uh, Kuji Chakulia, self-determination, to define ourselves, name ourselves, create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. Ujima, collective work and responsibility, to build and maintain our community together and to make our brothers and sisters' problems our problems and to solve them together. Ujama, cooperative economics, again, like I said, to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses, and to profit from them together. This is a big damn deal to me. <laughs> because too often, like like seriously, and you know, the, the healing space is a space for everyone. So it doesn't matter what color you are, you know, what religion, none of that. But I have to, there, there's nothing wrong with saying I love being black, you know? Um, mm-hmm. 
I don't judge anyone else for saying they love who they are. Not at all. But I love being black. And I, I personally get, I'm, I'm heartbroken at how often we don't support each other. And I have no problem letting people know that when it's come to any business I've ever had, with the exception of one, and that was where the second place I taught meditation and yoga, that was owned by a white woman. But every other place that I've ever taken my business has always been black owned. Always. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's important for us to lift one another up. You feel me? No, I completely get that. So this particular day of Kwanzaa means a lot to me because I don't think we do enough to lift each other up business-wise. We need to support each other. This isn't no. about competition, you know. <clears throat> um, no, but it, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Because that, that could be a large conversation. But I was just saying, a lot of people, black specifically, like even if they go to a black business, whatever that business is, they always want a black discount. It's like, right. Well, the, but you don't get a black discount nowhere else. So why are you getting Listen. Like, Talk about it. Which I think. I want to say it's not as common as people trying to get a discount, although I could be wrong, but there are a lot of black business owners, and again, whatever that is, who don't necessarily perform good business either. So I know there's a stereotype, but it's like stereotypes do come from somewhere. Yeah. So I'm not saying that that's most or that's even all. Right. Even all or even most kind of a thing, but I do know that there are some who still perform bad business, but I do think that more so on the flip side is the people who want a discount. Yeah. Like, okay, well, brother, let me... Get the half off, or let me get blah blah blah. Like, no, right. you don't get half off nowhere else. So pay this full price here, like, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's real, you know. And also, I I appreciate and respect that you brought up the other side. You know, there are lots of black businesses that do bad business. I think mm-hmm. it's 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 worrisome when people feel like you can only shine a positive light on situations like this. In order for things yeah. to work the way that they should in order for us to really see and hear each other and to build properly, we have to be able to have the hard conversations, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we yeah. have to be able to, and, and this is where it gets into a really murky area for me because I feel like we have to hold each other accountable, but there are sometimes, and that's a whole nother episode right there. <laughs> there's sometimes <laughs> people go a little overboard with the holding accountable because then they become hypocrites. They pick and choose who they're going to hold accountable and who they won't, you know? Listen, <laughs> right. Whole nother episode. Whole nother episode. <laughs> so yes, continuing with Kwanzaa, we have <laughs> we have Nia to make our collective vocation in building and developing of our community, and in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. Kumba, to do always as much as we can, in any way we can, in order to leave your community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. And Imani, to believe with all of our heart in our people, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. And in reading all of that, I'm confused by why there are so many people who mock Kwanzaa, who make it seem like it's not a real thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's when it gets to, you know, what you were saying as far as we, we, we are raised to believe certain things. To celebrate yeah. certain things. And there are some of us who just never step outside of what it is that we're taught to learn something different. You know? Uh, exactly. So for that reason, I'm like, okay, I, I get it. But at day's end, I would much rather you keep that to yourself than to feel like you need to brainwash other people into thinking the exact same thing. Because there are lots of negative things that one could say about Christmas. 
But at day's end, it's... <laughs> but at day's end, you know, it's like leave it, leave it at family. No matter what it is that I may think about the the material ideas of Christmas, I understand family. You know, exactly. So I'm like, why not focus on the positives of these things? If you have an issue with Kwanzaa, focus on the principles. Whatever it is that you may feel about Kwanzaa, at least look at the Nguza Saba. And understand that that's doing something for us if you believe in it, you know? Uh, but yeah, so that plays a really big part in why I love Kwanzaa as much as I do. While I continue to celebrate it, and I always will, uh, anyone who I'm in a relationship with will need to understand that. <laughs> the children that I, that, you know, if, and if at any point in time I have kids, I have no problem with them being brought up with Christmas. I was brought up with it. I turned out just fine. But they will know Kwanzaa. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and there's nothing saying that a person can't celebrate more than one holiday. I think it's crazy when people say otherwise. But anyway, Listen, especially when they don't even overlap. But okay. Listen, so. uh, Christmas ends but in no. Kwanzaa. Be- mm, don't get me started. But so- I do think because you you felt that. But no, but <laughs> specifically with Kwanzaa, I do think people though who like, I'd say genuinely, but like people who like really practice it. Because I do know some people who just. There are some very shallow people who like to do it because I, now I don't know much other than what you just said. I'll be honest because I don't celebrate myself. Right. But it's my understanding you're supposed to get like gifts every day. And I don't know there are some really shallow people who kind of appreciate that aspect kind of a thing. But the people who like genuinely celebrate it or who really care about it, those are practices they put, that they put into their lives throughout the year. Yes. Kind of a thing. It's like these aren't just these practices I'm going to like participate in or celebrate or talk about whatever for seven days. And then, okay. So now let me go on with the rest of the year, and then I'll check back in next December 26th. It's like, no, these are people who really, like, and you personally, you put all of those things into place in your life in various ways, kind of a thing. Right. You're not just saying, oh, I like Kwanzaa for a week, and then on to the next. Right. But but see, also, the whole thing with gifts, and I'm, I'm glad you said that, because mm-hmm. there there are people who completely misinterpret that whole thing. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the gifting shouldn't be, you know, like, I got a new television, I got a new Xbox or a PS4 or something like that. Like, these are gifts with meaning. And yeah. more often than not, just, just for me, these are things that you should have made yourself, you know? Um, this is anything you're going to target to purchase is something that if you want to go and buy the the supplies or whatever it is you need to make the gift, then yeah. But this shouldn't be something where it's like, you know what? I just bought your new laptop. Happy Kwanzaa. It's like, eh, no. <laughs> but well, you a couple days late for Christmas. Right. <laughs> Which is what I would tell somebody if they got me a gift like that. I'd be like, oh, this is a late Christmas gift. Got you. They're like, no, this is Kwanzaa. And I'm like, no, it's. It's not, but okay. You ain't make this laptop. You ain't Apple. <laughs> or like, you know, for, for me, it's something that symbolizes knowledge. Like, even if you got me a book, I've had lots of people who I've told in the past, you know, if you're going to get me a gift. Because more, more I, I can't tell you that I've ever celebrated a Kwanzaa where I got gifts every day. No, <laughs> not, not all seven. Um, but I have had people who have, you know, who wanted to participate and do gifts. So I said the, the best gift you can ever give me every Kwanzaa are books. You could do that all seven days and I'll be happy, you know. Um, so books are definitely a major gift that you can do during Kwanzaa as well. But I feel like we're, we're, we've been on Kwanzaa long enough. We can go ahead to you and Christmas. <laughs> Okay, um, <clears throat> oh, Jesus, frog in there. Um, Are you sure it's a frog? 
I hope so. Merry Christmas. So. <laughs> phone up <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh up come on you use that speaking voice i'm trying you can am i loud enough now no, um so with christmas it's or the holidays kind of in general um originally my family would live when we lived in illinois and we lived there well at least in the st louis greater area whatever um because the part of illinois that i'm from is really close to st louis so it's just right over the, the bridge of the state line whatever so for like the first 15 years of my life thanksgiving and christmas for the most part were done there and like most of my extended family is there and um all of our big holidays like thanksgiving and christmas were normally done with my mom's family my dad's family of course celebrated and did stuff but never all together mm-hmm. they're a lot more dysfunctional than my mom's side of the family so maybe that's partly why but um so it would be, you know, we would have to do something like small at the house, like me and my brother, my mom and my dad. But then we would go to an extended family house, like an aunt, an uncle, or whoever, where the big dinner, a big celebration was. And everybody else would just kind of hang out, you know, laugh and cut up and do whatever. But as we moved away, and so we lived in Alabama for a while, then Georgia for a while, now my parents live in Texas. Um, either my brother and I would go back to Illinois for my grandmother. We would go either for Thanksgiving or Christmas. We kind of would rotate every year. Uh-huh. And so then, again, it would be something kind of small, like at the house company, we would change gifts, but then again, go to extended family members' houses. But as, like, the years are going on and, like, the relatives, primarily the ones who would host, are either getting older or they have more so kind of other, I guess, obligations or priorities kind of a thing. Right. It's like the celebrations kind of get smaller or it's kind of like it's not as big of a thing. Because I do know now that there's a very close family friend now who my relatives back home, my grandmother and her sisters, it's a very close friend whose house they normally go to to celebrate things with just because my family itself doesn't do the big celebrations anymore or the house that they would have it at, like the big family house or whatever. Nobody really goes there anymore. Like where my aunt stays or whatever. So it's kind of weird. I don't know. It's like it's almost has gotten like smaller and smaller each year. I kind of feel less in the Christmas spirit. If, if that makes any sense, it's like, and I do like still, I really enjoy the family time or like, you know what I'm saying, being around them, but I, it doesn't feel like Christmas used to feel when I was a kid anymore. If that right. makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and it's kind of like interesting. You would think earlier, like how when you were younger, like with Christmas, your mom would kind of go all out and like, you know, set up everything. Right. I didn't have those parents. Well, then I was joking when I said that, but like, we also didn't really do like even like wrapping of gifts, like. Like, of course, everything would be set out and, like, not, like, out of the side of the boxes. It would be, like, presented nicely and under the tree. But it was never, like, anything kind of wrapped up. So, like, I would have a section. My brother would have a section. But you, as soon as you walk in the room, you kind of see everything that you have kind of a thing. Like, if anything is in a box, it might be, like, some clothes or something. And so, like, of course, the box from the department store. Right. But never anything that's, like, oh, my gosh, let me unwrap this, take off this Christmas tree wrap and see what's inside. Like, no, you walk in a room, you immediately see, okay, I got shoes and whatever. And so, of course, we were definitely very fortunate, and I'm extremely appreciative of that. But it was never, I guess this is very interesting hearing everybody's Christmas experience, like with their family and how different they are, be it really big or really small or even really, like us is the, the difference between, like, it being already set up for you and then it just being kind of out without a wrapping kind of a thing. Right. So it's just very interesting, that part of it. 
Yeah. But yeah, and so, but even <clears throat> this year, I'm not able to go home to celebrate with them. Because, uh, like, my mom and my mom, my dad, my brother, and then my aunt are back home with my grandmother. For, they're all there for like, I think, like two weeks this year to celebrate and uh, do stuff. And so I wasn't able to go because of work. Because uh, I wasn't able to request off. I didn't know my schedule was going to be at this time. Long story. But I don't know. It kind of feels weird. And I don't know if I'm, this year, I'm not necessarily in the spirit because of how over the years I've gotten less. I've been less in the spirit, or if it's just because I'm not home, if that makes any sense. I yeah. don't know. Because I kind of was thinking the same thing, because I, wasn't, I didn't, wasn't able to go home for Thanksgiving either. Right. And it was kind of weird, because it was like my first Thanksgiving alone, and I was like, this is very, I don't know, so I kind of like slept most of the day trying not to really like deal with it, kind of a process it kind of thing, because I didn't know how I felt about it. Absolutely. And so, I'm kind of in the same place. I'm not certain how I feel about missing Christmas. Even though it's not as big as it used to be, it's still is nice to be around family and it's nice to have those traditions with them. Because even my family too, I know some people again are very big on the religious religious aspect of Christmas. Right. And while we used to be, for a while my family was very active, like my parents and stuff were very active in the church and so of course we would go um, to church and stuff like before Christmas or around, because, you know, the day changes every year. So right. if it's on a Sunday or whatever, you know, we'll go that Sunday and everything else, but it never was a big, oh, let me tell you the story of Jesus and X, Y, Z and whatever. That was never, my family's, I hate to call it push, but that was never that big overarching theme or their big goal, I guess, with teaching Christmas to us kind of a thing. It always has been more so like the joy of giving and, um, and not necessarily receiving, but you know, you're supposed to give to others kind of a thing. Are you supposed to be able to, not necessarily it's like show your appreciation to the ones you love, but you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. do, this is the, not necessarily even on a very materialistic kind of a point, but just to give to others and the ones you love kind of thing. I don't know why I can't explain it. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, I understand what you're saying, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So that is my spiel on Christmas, I guess. <laughs> Well, so, okay, wait, just just so I can, because we, we haven't talked about this, but you're not going to be alone for Christmas, are you? I will be. Where's I work that evening. It, it, I don't want to be too personal on the podcast, but where's where's your bestie going to be? At home, but with her family. Oh, okay. Listen, I don't have no right. <laughs> I can't put you on. I can't put you on her family. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was invited, but I do work that evening. So, and I granted, I work late as I get out because I work overnight. But I'm like, I'm not trying to drive up there and then drive back. Right. Makes any sense? So right. I'll just stay here. Oh, that's gonna be the. This is the last holiday when that's happening. Like, I'll just t- I l- listen. I will take you along with me to Orlando next year. Like, I'm like, no, that's. <laughs> but again, I wouldn't be able to go to Orlando because I wasn't able to get off work. Listen, they gonna let you off. What they not gonna do? <laughs> no. What they gonna not gonna okay. do? But uh, okay. so you you just gonna be annoyed by me because I'm gonna be Facetiming you. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna be like, go entertain your family. <laughs> you ain't seen them folks in what forever. I don't remember last time you were home. It's been a minute since home. I was home. Yeah, so. exactly. So you're gonna be all in their face. They're gonna be all in yours. Listen, thanks to Marco Polo, I don't have to be all in their face because I've seen them. So. <laughs> Whatever. You're going to be all in their face in person. Whatever. 
Thanks to Marco. I can be like, oh, I saw you already, but come on, give me a hug. <laughs> I, I cannot. I cannot. So I'll probably, like, FaceTime my family at some point. Because I didn't do it for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm horrible. We didn't even talk on Thanksgiving. I got to do better with my life. All right, living foul. But, yeah. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and transition over into pop culture. So okay. for... Uh, for pop culture and for our TV shows, we're going to make these kind of quick, so we're not really going to give any reason behind them. We're just going to name them off and keep it pushing. Oh, uh, well, all right. Just so this uh, this episode doesn't end up being like two, two and a half hours long. <laughs> Listen, because we're pushing it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, because we have quite a bit to get through. So, <laughs> when it comes to pop culture, uh, and the whole thing is we wanted to let you guys know what stood out to us throughout the course of the year. I really only have three things that came to mind, and that was Cardi B, Tiffany Haddish, and Daily Pop. And Daily Pop is a live daytime show on the E! News, well, E! Network, and it's been on for about eight months. Uh, So that was just, you know, I'm not giving a whole bunch of detail, but just in case anybody was like, what the hell is Daily Pop? So, (laughs) yeah, those three things stood out to me the most. Um, Yeah. I really couldn't think of anything else, and I don't know. With me being pop culture guy, I feel horrible because I'm like, if they're well, this this is also all up to our personalities and what speak to us. So just because something mm-hmm. may have been big in pop culture doesn't necessarily mean it spoke to me. You feel me? Like Absolutely. the the whole thing with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle really doesn't make the sun rise or set when it comes to me. So. Shout. <laughs> Shout. so that wasn't really a big deal in in my opinion. But okay, so what about you? Um, no, I also, which you knew, of course, I had Cardi B and Tiffany, mm-hmm. of course, but, um, my last one was, like, uh, Harvey Weinstein slash Kevin Spacey and just all of the whole yeah. scandal and that stuff. Just yeah. So all, all of that in, in the one, so all of the big names, just put them in one pot, so. Yeah. <laughs> all of, all of that has been my big thing, just because it was so huge, and so again, not to get too deep into it, but just. I think I can't remember 2017 without remembering all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So when it comes to our favorite shows, <laughs> and the only reason why I'm, I'm okay with us not getting into detail about these is because I have a long list. So <laughs> because my list is so long in my head, I'm like, yeah, there's no way you could talk about each of these. This show would go on forever. But so these are my favorite shows of 2017. Now, uh, Brandon, you can change up the rules if you want, but for me, the shows that I put down were shows that started and finished in 2017. So it's not like a show that started in September of this year, but will end in 2018. I only put shows that literally came on this year and ended this year as well. So you mean like, wait, what do you like the, the whole season was this year? Yes. Now, mind you, like I said, uh, it doesn't have to be for you. It doesn't have to be, but I was just well, saying. Wasn't, but the grand of my list is very short. Okay. <laughs> Literally my favorite show. Okay. <laughs> okay. So my favorite shows for the year, Dear White People, The Good Place, Stranger Things 2, Big Little Lies, Mindhunter, Master of None Season 2, Glow, and She's Gotta Have It. I think I may have been wrong about <clears throat> The Good Place. Oh, no, I wasn't wrong. My bad, because I watched uh, the first season of The Good Place on Netflix. So so I did see the full season in one year. So. 
I'm over here like, why have I only seen on that list she's got to have it? I live in Wait a minute. You said she's got to have is the only thing on this list you've seen? You didn't see Dear White People? No, I've told you that several times. I've even said that on the podcast. Clear- listen, listen. Something in my mind won't accept that. <laughs> like, I, clearly, because I'm like, I don't, I, I, I want to say I said it on the last one. We were talking about she's got to have it. You, di- you didn't say it on the last one. I'm not crazy. You only say it on there. But... <laughs> I can believe you told me before. I can absolutely, but, and I have said it on this podcast at some point. Wow, okay. you told you said you need to do better. That's an understatement. I refuse. Not you, dear white people. Oh, yes, me. Especially because of the yes. way you ended up feeling about uh, she's got to have it. I would have told you watch dear white people instead. <laughs> like at least I know for sure you're gonna like dear white people. Like, I don't. You don't know me. You don't know me. Listen, everything you wanted. She's got to have it to be dead white people is. So <laughs> we going to see. Uh-huh. If you it's, come back I disliking dear white people. I already got some issues, but not playing. Whatever. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> what are your shows? <laughs> My list is very short compared to yours. You over there got 10 different things. Because you ain't watch nothing. That's why. <laughs> Listen, okay? A nigga be busy. Damn it. Hell. Okay. Thank you. So, uh, not too much. My list was This Is Us. Queen, of course, the shit we didn't discuss on the show, basically. <laughs> and then Grey's Anatomy. So. Wait, I was That's laughing when you said your second one. What was your second one? Queen Sugar and then Grey's Anatomy. Damn, that's so it? So, I count This Is Us. Yeah, I count my favorites. I thought that was the fave. We said, correct? Okay, come on, mouth. Keep going. Thank you. I'm just saying, I'm going to count This Is Us, because I watched all of the first season in this year, so I was behind on that, too. You know, I'm the king, I told you I'm the king of being behind on the show. But don't, I don't know if you don't believe me. I don't know why you lie. I'll be lying. Like, no, sir. Oh. <laughs> See, I, and I know I said that about the right people, because I said I'm going to watch before season two starts. Listen, like I already told you, something in my spirit just w- refuses to believe you haven't seen it. It doesn't uh, fit you. Thanksgiving episode of Massive Nine. Shout out to Lena Way, but I haven't seen the full season. <laughs> and Sorry. I'm fairly certain you only watched the episode because of me, didn't you? Because of you? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm fairly certain I'm the one who went in with, or I could be wrong. I thought I was the one who went in about the episode. You might have. Okay. Because I was like, like it, a fan of Lena's, so I mean, at some point, I would, that would have still been the only one I would have seen. Uh, oh, oh, I, now, granted, no, we're gonna cut this short real quick. But <laughs> I did enjoy the first season, Master of None, so I'm not like against watching the second season. I just have not put a rush on it. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's all. <laughs> so let me watch my girl real quick. So yeah. Anyway, okay, so <laughs> this uh. This podcast, and I'll, I'll be a little bit more sentimental later on, but this podcast, and the only reason why we're bringing this up now, you guys will see later, the next things we're going to talk about all kind of connect together. So that's why we're talking about this right now. It comes perfectly in between the two. Uh, we're going to talk about our uh, episodes of the podcast that really stood out to us. So I didn't want to say favorite episodes, <clears throat> Because I love every episode of the podcast for its own different reasons, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And we've been blessed to be able to have this platform to be able to share our thoughts and opinions with you guys and to invite others on to do the same. So I'm like, I don't really have favorites, but I do have ones that really stood out. So Brandon, if you want to go first, you can let everybody know what the ones were for you. Um, okay, I can definitely do that. Uh, I think, um, again, not favorites, but just really sit out, do better. <laughs> no, although mine may be more so be favorites, actually. So, okay. Uh, while I'm talking about you, mine more so be favorites. Uh, um, the last one, uh, with you and Kevin, so sexual healing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, we're not explaining what you're saying. The episode's correct. Say, say that again. So we're just saying the episodes. I'm not going to, again, like the TV. Oh, no, you, you, no, 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 no. For this one, you can explain if you want. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah, because I don't think I explained on the live, so this works. (laughs) No, I just really enjoyed, you know, listening to you guys talk, and even when you guys were back on his podcast, the Outline Podcast, um, just you guys banter and your back and forth and your chemistry, it just really flows, it works. Literally just listening to two friends talk about (laughs) all of the sex business under the sun. So I really, you know what I'm saying, just enjoyed that. It was very entertaining, very funny throughout, and kind of a similar lines uh, or similar kind of a thing i really um enjoyed when me you and george black queer and unapologetic yeah because again we were just like cutting up like the whole time i really can't even remember it being like serious at any point like right. i know we did the uh because it was lgbt history yeah but outside of that it was like foolish from start to finish like the whole time george yes. came and like showed his whole black ass which he- we appreciated <laughs> but True nigga form the whole day. I can't. Um, <laughs> and um, let me see. I can have my list. I'm really trying to think if there's anything else outside of my list. But no. I really enjoyed the dating one. Um, just because I always love hearing uh, people talk about their dating experiences or just things that they're going through or have went through and just lessons they've learned in that particular area. Yeah. I think especially because I don't really have much dating experience. So I'm just always intrigued. And then I think, of course, I have to say the first one, just because it was the first episode and we're still kind of figuring stuff out, kind of navigating our way kind of thing. And just because it was the first one to put out there uh-huh. that we did, you know, what we received and everything. So when we did our uh, summer review 2017, yeah, is one of my favorites, too. I am. Uh, I'm really glad that you put the first one because I wanted to, but I was like, nope, I'm gonna leave that off. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm glad I'm glad because in my mind I was like, oh, the first one's so special, but I was like, no. So yay, it still get to, it still got to get mentioned. <laughs> I'll be I'll be the sentimental one. I'll be the one like on the sitcom when you look around the empty apartment and turn off the light. <laughs> and I'll be that person. You'll you'll, you'll be that person. <laughs> I will. I will. Oh, cause that cause it rarely happens in life. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I always do that in life, but again, everybody different. <laughs> I have a little montage playing in my head. <laughs> like, Brandon Sentimental, what? But anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> you try it, bitch. <laughs> Tried it. Ugh. I like you. Oh, God. Oh, that laugh made me sweat a little bit. Okay. Because um, so, you're ignorant. Whatever. <laughs> okay, so the episodes of the podcast that really stood out to me would be Dating in Your 30s. And I really enjoyed doing that. Uh, It was, I think, the very first time on the podcast where I just talked by myself. Uh, So it was like, it was kind of therapeutic, which is the whole purpose of the show, you know. 
uh, mm-hmm. to be able to so so Brandon and I can inhale and exhale, and so those of you who are listening can do the same. And as we state, there's more than one way to heal. So during every episode, we do our best to give you different ways of being able to heal throughout life. And for me, that was therapeutic to be able to, you know, talk about what it's like dating in my 30s. And it is one of the episodes I've received the most responses from. So it really means a lot to me that people gravitated toward it the way they did. My second one would be healing through sexual assault. Uh, That was major, major. Uh, On one hand, I kind of wish we would have done it later on down the road because I feel like more ears will hear it. But with that being said, every time I go back and look at past episodes of the podcast, the the numbers have gone up. So it means that people are absolutely still listening to the older episodes, you know. Um, So that one was really important to me. One, because this year, and and that's the reason why I didn't mention um, the sexual assault earlier, and I was so glad that you did. Because I was going to talk about it right here. It meant so much because 2017, the floodgates opened, you know? Yeah. And so to be able to do an episode about that and to have some brave souls. I can't thank the 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 individuals enough, you know, the men and the women who came on here and shared their truth. As painful as it may have been, for some people it was very freeing. And I I had quite a few people tell me it was difficult for them to get through it. Some people couldn't make it all the way through. Uh, those who mm-hmm. did said that it was a release for them. And that really, really, really means a lot because it gets to the core of what this show is about. Uh, then Black, Queer, and Unapologetic because we had a foolish time. Foolish. <laughs> like, <laughs> Fool is an understatement. Foolish is an understatement. Trust me. And it's, it's because we had so much fun that Black, Queer, and Unapologetic is coming back again in 2018 because there's no way we could, we could only do that oh, one time. Cool. <laughs> there's there's no way we could do that just one time you know uh that that's one of those ones where i hope that the audience had a lot of fun i hope our listeners had a lot of fun listening but i would do it again just for us alone like <laughs> just for something we can go back and listen to honestly uh, then i have we radiate healing which was the conversation that i had with nicole and that meant a lot to me because to be able to have a friend who I consider to be my sister and for us to talk about health, you know, the conversation just didn't feel long enough to me. And I can't wait to have her on so we can talk some more. But with the two of us having so much in common when it comes to wellness and our journey in wellness, it just felt in this again, the the episode with Nicole, the episode with Joy, uh, those two episodes have received such a response from people as far as them saying they received so many gems, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and the one about me in my 30s. Uh, those episodes have received so many people saying they took so many gems away. And I really think that says a lot about our sisters, you know, that they come on here and they drop some serious knowledge on here. So I really love that episode. And then sexual healing. And it wasn't just because of my conversation with uh, Kevin. It was my conversation with you, too. You know, uh, uh, I loved what you say. Say me. <laughs> I I love it because you and I have quite a bit of disagreements. But it's, it's never on the podcast where we really go in depth with it. So I really loved that we don't agree on she's got to have it. And we went into detail about why we disagree. And we were able to show that two adults can disagree about something and it can be respectful disagreements. You feel me? And oh, absolutely. Yeah, because so many adults do not know how to do that. They listen. <laughs> no clue. Every time. No clue. 
I would just use it as an example really fast. Like, <clears throat> people could be debating. She's got to have it. Then it turns into, well, you don't like it because you're X, Y, Z. Wait a minute. Right. Wait a minute. I'm not in right the show. I'm not on the show. We're talking about the show. So I'm going to delay the conversation next. <laughs> you go left. I'm going to go left with you. So. You forever ready to throw hands anyway. I am. <laughs> I'm going to leave it alone, though, because that's, that's an area of healing for you. And I know we have listeners who, <laughs> who need to heal in that area, too. So, <laughs> so Brandon speaks for y'all because it's, it's some of y'all out there who are listening who are ready to introduce your hands to any situation. <laughs> you are welcome. I see you. And we see each other. Exactly. Listen, and you see each other. You see the reason why it's important to have the balance of the two of us on this show? <laughs> Because I can see y'all too. I just keep my distance. <laughs> Whatever. I'm like, they so violent. But yeah, so like I said, we'll get all, you know, sentimental and sappy at the end of the show. But we would t- just wanted to name off those <laughs> for you so that we can now begin to make our way into the theme of this episode. Because the, the well, the theme is the year end review, but also uh, every year, if I haven't shared this with you guys on previous episodes or if this is your first time listening to The Healing Space, uh, every year since 2010, I've given a name for the year. And for uh, 2017, I named it the year of no excuses. So I wanted the two of us to talk about if there were any excuses that we used throughout the year, uh, any of them that we may have. Um, any, any excuses we may have used and then conquered or if we didn't make up any at all or if we made up excuses and they held us back now for me mine is pretty easy I didn't make any, any excuses this year I couldn't I moved to a new city I have been without you know a nine to five the entire time I've been here until now <laughs> you know I finally been blessed at the beginning of the year with uh, a new job um, I was also blessed to be able to teach, you know, I have to keep mentioning that because it was, it wasn't like I was without my passion, but in order to be able to do that, the only reason why I am still teaching from the minute I arrived here in Atlanta to now is because I didn't make excuses. You know, um, I've been looking for employment constantly since I first got here and I didn't give up. I didn't make excuses. Uh, anyone who knows me personally knows that I've battled with procrastination for a good chunk of my life. And this was the first year where it was very difficult for me to procrastinate because I wasn't I didn't know if I'd be on the street. So (laughs) I really didn't have an option but to say to excuses, you can kiss the entirety of my ass because I got to make shit happen. You know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah. So what about you, BHW? Um, I think I've made a lot, but I think they all kind of fall into like one or two categories. Kind of like um, what's like. Of procrastinating and and putting it off and not like more really like a I can do it later right like, this isn't really a problem I need to deal with right now like let me just kind of ignore for a minute go about life and then you know as the problem grows and expands and kind of snowballs it's like la da da and the stuff I'm like trying to deal with that is not as <laughs> difficult as that or that is not as um as, as strenuous maybe or as you know what I'm saying really is it's well difficult we'll go with difficult. right as dealing with that particular issue is and then it's like as it grows of course it only gets more difficult because you didn't address it initially kind of a thing yeah so i think for me because even <clears throat> with like coming with coming back and starting school kind of a thing it's like 
initially, I wanted to be back <laughs> in January, as you know. And yeah. Then, but it's like one of those things like, okay, we'll put it off, or things didn't go the way I wanted them to, or things didn't necessarily happen like the, exactly the way I thought it should have happened. So it's like, because for a while, I was like, okay, well, I just won't come back, kind of thing. I'll just kind of stay in Houston and finish up and do life here, and maybe, you know, maybe I'm supposed to be in Houston for a reason, blah, 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 blah whatever. And so I'm just really, a lot of my things have been, like, I'll just kind of deal with whatever that issue is later, because that issue is not really that big of a deal. Even though it's huge, like, at least in my mind initially, it's like, oh, it won't get worse, or kind of, I don't need to deal with it now, because what's what's the importance of dealing with it now? Or dealing with it now won't really solve anything, or it won't change anything. So why even address it kind of a thing? Why? So it's like, let me just sweep it, the whole elephant, just put it under the rug, and pretend I don't see it moving back and forth in the room kind of a thing. <laughs> like, right. Just gotta, you know, like the little that meme where the uh, cartoon is like sitting there in the middle of the fire in the room. Mm-hmm. It's like the story of my life kind of a thing. Like, <laughs> nothing is happening. Like, I'm here sipping my tea. There's no fire. What do you mean? What? <laughs> it's just a little warm in here, but it's not hot. But but did you did you like all, for the things that you kind of procrastinated on? You eventually did move forward with all of them, right? Or with some? Okay. Not with all. Okay, that's real. <laughs> that's honest. Be honest about that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, because a lot of things are time sensitive, kind of thing, and of course, while I say like things snowball, some things do eventually kind of expire, and not expire in a way that. They're completely gone away, but expire in a way that maybe they are a new problem now, or that it, it kind of almost starts over, if that makes any sense. Yes. Absolutely. So I definitely did not move forward with everything, but I did move forward with something. Okay. Eventually. Got you. Okay. <laughs> so now we move on from our excuses to the lessons that we've learned. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I believe in lessons and blessings. So I'm not one of those people that's like, you know, the the good, the bad. Like, lessons are important. So instead of seeing them as negatives, see them as opportunities for you to wake up a little bit more, you know, to evolve. Mm-hmm. So for me, my lessons were don't give up. Uh, being here in Atlanta, I was definitely in a position where I could have at any point in time. I know a lot of people, and when I say a lot, please understand, I mean a lot of people who have moved here from other cities and could not cut it in Atlanta. I actually know way more people who have moved to Atlanta and couldn't survive than New York, and that's the truth. Because they say if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. I've seen a lot of people make it in New York. I have not seen a lot. <laughs> I know way too many people who could not make it in Atlanta, and there were many moments where I felt like I was going to join that list, but I refused to give up. And, Mm -hmm. you know, here we are. Once we enter in January, I'm about to have my own, uh, I mean, a new job, my own place, like, you know, and I don't have a problem saying that. I know with some people it could be ego and they could be like, I don't want to share on a podcast that I, you know, I've been um, couch hopping. Listen, I have no problem admitting that because it's a part of my testimony now, you know. Um, (laughs) For the rest of my life, when I tell this story, I'll let people know for nine months I was couch hopping, you know, and I didn't give up. And in the end, I ended up with what it is I wanted because of that. Uh, So the next thing is everything happens for a reason. 
that kind of goes hand in hand with what I was just saying. You know, it's like I am a, a firm believer that there is no such thing as coincidence. And everything that happens take place to to hopefully if we're paying attention to help us evolve, to help us grow. And we can make decisions day to day that we're going to ignore signs that are in front of us or we're going to pay attention to them so that we can grow. Everything won't always be obvious. That's the reason why it's important to pay attention, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and to to always be prepared for that next step that you may have to take. So you, you have to look at what's going on around you. So I believe everything happens for a reason. There's a reason why I've been on these couches. You know, I, I make it very clear to people that I've lived a very blessed life. I've had a lot of really negative things happen to me, but I consider myself to be quite blessed. So in situations like this year, when it's taking place for me, I'm like, look, I've I've been brought too far to give up now. So <laughs> there's a purpose behind why this is happening for me. So I'm just going to walk in it. Uh, the next one is keep your circle small. Baby, listen, when I tell you that one important thing I've learned this year And I've learned it more than I ever have. You know, I tell people all the time in my stories that one of my biggest traumas in life is friendship. And I have a really hard time connecting and trusting because I've been stabbed in the back so often. So but I and I think I've gone in the opposite direction because of that. So most people would, you know, close in and not want a lot of people around them. But because I feel like I've never been able to trust people, I think something in my mind is always like surround yourself with tons of people because at some point in time, you'll end up with lots. That has not been the case. <laughs> and it's like, keep your circle small. Remember that, which I'm going to use that to go into the next one, which is follow your gut always. Because connecting to the whole friendship thing, one of the things I've learned is that you should follow your gut when meeting people. That's not just friendship. That's romance as well. Uh, and not just that, but that can go into business, all types of things. We ignore our gut so often and it gives us signs, you know, it'll let you know when you don't need to be going in the direction you're going in. And we're all guilty of ignoring our gut on way too many occasions. And in 2017, I finally realized <clears throat> the importance of always following my gut, not just sometimes, always following my gut because it's never it's never steered me wrong. It has yet. So when I know those signs are coming, it's like handle yourself accordingly instead of just deciding that you're going to ignore it. And the last one is we die more deaths than we realize. And, you know, uh, I'm not going to say what the name of 2000, uh, 2018 is until we literally enter it. So the first episode of 2018 is when I'll share with all of you what the name of it is. But just know that I believe in deaths. And I don't mean of your physical form. You feel me? Uh, We die often. And it's up to us to understand the importance of our rebirth and connecting to that and not just letting it be a rebirth that's in vain. We, We die emotionally. We die spiritually, you know. And when you get that opportunity to rise again, we should rise stronger. And I have died a myriad of deaths this year. (laughs) I couldn't even name off to you how many different times and ways I've died in 2017. But the way I'm rising right now, baby, the way I'm going to soar coming up out of the ashes from the 31st into the 1st, like, and you know, we, we, we talk about how you don't need to wait until the new year in order to do it. But New Year's is my favorite holiday next to my birthday. Like, I love New Year's. So right the idea of it, the idea of a fresh start, 
of uh you know pressing the the refresh button everything about that i've always loved so i understand we don't need to wait until then but i'm purposely waiting until then you know i i'm fully formed i'm ready to fly but i'm waiting because i'm patient and the minute the first hits i am coming up out of the ashes and you ain't never seen nothing like the way i'm gonna soar <laughs> because after this year i understand how truly blessed i am you know sometimes it takes us having to literally die to the point where we feel like that's it that's the last one i can't get up and when you're able to get up and you can still keep flying that says a lot your wings aren't broken you know mm -hmm. Whew. okay so yeah <laughs> look at you i'm scared to go after you now <laughs> 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 uh, you're going to be like, well, just end the episode right there. Nothing left to be said. Goodness. But no. Um, I feel bad. Uh, Go ahead. No, no. I'm saying I feel bad. It's like I was listening to you and I was trying to like make a mental checklist because I feel like so much you said things I, that I didn't necessarily write down. Right. But things that I've learned or kind of dealt with myself this year. Mm -hmm. But um, my kind of like my lessons learned and my blessings kind of all tied it together because I feel like they were all kind of the same thing. That's so Cause, crazy because I was really about to ask you if you could do your blessings right after your lessons. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> look at that! Look at God. <laughs> but no, because while this year was like difficult, mm -hmm. I've had worse years, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. And so I think um, this year, I guess, taught me and more so, I guess, based off of the other things that I've been through, though, that I'm, like, stronger than I think I am kind of yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, like, even the things I went through this year, of again, that I kind of ignored or that snowballed or things that were kind of bad, they didn't knock me down the way I've been knocked down before. Yeah. Like, things were still difficult, don't get me wrong, and things were still, like, there were still major issues kind of a thing to deal with, but they weren't to the, to the degree of stuff that's happened before kind of a thing. Yeah. And so, um... And even within dealing that, though, in dealing with those things, um, although, and these are lessons that I've struggled with, but they're still lessons that have kind of, that I've, I've, that have always been kind of, like, told and shown to me, kind of a thing, but it's like, you don't really pay attention to them until it's kind of necessarily need to. So it's kind of one of those things, like, like you were saying, like, not following your gut or not pay attention to the signs, kind of like these lessons have been things that I know and have heard or whatever and seen, but it's like, okay, this year's like, okay, you really need to actually put these things into practice Yeah. now. And so, um, one of those is like asking for help because I'm, I'm horrible with asking for help. Like the worst, <laughs> like when I say the worst, like, like I, for example, I moved, um, when I moved on Monday, Yeah. if I did not have to move a actual bedroom set, I would not have asked for help. I believe like it. I would have moved every, like all of my boxes and everything else by myself. Like I would have went and gotten the moving truck, loaded it with my stuff from the storage and came and unloaded everything by myself. I only <laughs> asked for, and then that's just a really quote unquote small example, but it's like, I, that's how I am with like literally everything else. Like right. <laughs> I don't ask for help. Like I, I even like, um, I know people can go maybe to friends or family or it was like money kind of a thing or people need from the smallest thing to the biggest thing, like help in the class, like help with a ride or 
like literally anything. I, I absolutely hate help. I mean, asking people for help because I feel like so many people try to hold it over your head or so many people try to make you seem quote unquote less than. And of course they don't. This, uh, most of this is in my head, which I realize. Right. But I've been like not asking for help for so long. It's very difficult to kind of break down, even though it's not really breaking down. But right, like, right, right. Really, I, it's, a, it's a vulnerability that I'm not comfortable with. Right. I, I was going to say it's difficult for you to, to to allow yourself to be open enough to, yeah. To ask. Literally, it's any kind of way. I need to figure that out. But I'm going to have to call Yonlin, a food bank. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go back with my excuses. Um, I've really learned I, I need to be more proactive. And not necessarily like reactionary, but just kind of a, like when there's a problem, deal with the problem. Right. So it doesn't have time to grow. It doesn't have the room to grow. It does not snowball into anything else. For example, you tell a lie, and then you kind of have to continue to cover up the lie, and then you kind of forget what the original lie was because you've been telling so many different lies to cover it up, and that's how you get tripped up. Yeah. It's just kind of a, let me deal with whatever this is now, and then move on. Because then it'll disappear. Of course, a new problem will come up, but it's like, okay, I've dealt with that, and it, it's done. Or yeah. it's kind of like when people will kind of, if they know something about you, they'll try to put it out there and say, oh, well, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. So when you own up to it, that's the end of it. Like, there's no story to continue going on, or you cannot continue to spread a rumor or do whatever. It's like you've already cut it off at the knees because you've owned up to it. So it's, I guess, taking ownership also kind of a thing. And I'm necessarily saying with a lot, but just in general. Right. Um, and I think also kind of going along with that is, like, being more honest and transparent and... um. I guess it kind of goes along with asking for help and also being more proactive, just kind of being like, this is what I'm going through, and so maybe I can't help or focus on X, Y, Z because I'm dealing with this at the moment. Right. Or maybe I, because I'm, which is so crazy, because even though I absolutely hate asking for help, like anytime somebody asks me to do something, I'm like, I'm there. If right. I'm like, able to, like 99% of the time, I'm like, I got you. Like, whatever it is, I'm down for you kind of a thing. But on the flip side, I never, ever ask for anything in return. And so, um, also with that too, is a realizing that I really do, which I already knew, but I think this just kind of showed it to me again in general, is that I really have a circle of people, like friends and family, um, that like really genuinely support me no matter what it is. And I think, of course, this is not like harming and detrimental, but people like really genuinely like kind of want me to succeed and want me to kind of do better yeah. kind of thing. And not like, this is what I want for you, but just want the best for me. Absolutely. So, which is crazy. I don't know why it took this year for me to see that, but I really did see it in a different kind of a way, or at least finally see it. Um, I guess I just finally saw it this year. Right, right. Hey, it's it's a journey for each of us. We we can't say when we're going to, you know, when different areas of us will be open, so. Child. <laughs> Struggle. Thank our life. Uh, okay, so was that was that all of your lessons and blessings? Yeah, I think those are, no, I think those are my lessons. Um, my bad. I forgot you did say do blessings, too. <laughs> I, I mean, you were the one who said you were combining them. <laughs> no, I wasn't, I didn't say, like, combining, but I was just saying they all kind of are connected. Oh, okay. But, um, okay, so my blessings. <laughs> no, real quick, um, though, being able to do the podcast, like you said earlier, kind of a thing. Yeah. But I didn't even going to include it, man, not like a... I'm bad at, like, not not um, thanking or naming you or also not, like, saying stuff about the podcast on the podcast because I'm, like, 
to my mind, it's like it's a given kind of a thing. Right. But, no, definitely being able to do this podcast and kind of like venting at times or just getting different opinions, whatever, out there and definitely appreciate the people who are listening. It's definitely been a blessing to be able to do that. Um, similar to you, when I moved back to Georgia, was couch hopping. And then, well, I guess I was on one couch. But I went from one couch to the floor somewhere else. Right. And so finally, I have my own apartment. So that definitely has, has, has been great that I finally have my own kind of a thing. Right. Um, and I've made it through the couch hopping and, and the floor sleeping. And, you right. Know, and I'm appreciative <laughs> to my friends, Janae and TJ, for opening that door for me to be able to do that. So, um, where's my list? Lord. Okay. Uh, all this is, I guess, in super, super long. And so I'm very appreciative to my friends. Um, hopefully I can always go to um, the times I do actually open up and reach out and, you know, am, am vulnerable for, you know, half a second before retreating back in. Yeah. Um, so people like you, people like Thomas, people like Andre, who are really, like, always there, even just to listen or sometimes to give advice or just to be there for me when I need that or when I am honest enough to admit that I want that. Yeah. So I, those definitely have been, you all have definitely been blessings for me this year. So I guess mine was more so people than actual. Aww. Look at me being nice. <laughs> right? I'm like, look at me blushing a little bit. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you, need, you got the tissue? You, you need it? Listen. Ain't that easy, hooker. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay, was that all of them? Yeah, that was all of them. That was all of them. If okay. I remember something else, I'm going to shout it out. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how I've been blessed this year. First, I wanted to take the time to thank a dear friend of mine. Uh, the past several episodes, I wanted to thank him, and I keep forgetting uh, I should have really had him at the end for uh, paying it forward. But I'd like to thank DJ Spontaneous because he is the one who helped me with our theme song. Come on, so, Wiki Wiki. Yeah. <laughs> Not Wiki. <shot. laughs> wiki Wiki. I'm done. Say DJ, come on now. <laughs> so done. Oh, my God. Why did I immediately? I just heard a Missy song. Anyway. Um, they all sound like that? No, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. That was a joke. That was a joke. So I ain't coming for nobody's face. That was a joke. Uh, anyway. Tracksuit legend. I have known Spontaneous since I was around 18 years old. And I really appreciate watching him grow, you know, and to be dedicated to his craft. He is dedicated to his art, you know. And mm-hmm. the fact that he so, you know, it was nothing for him to tell me, of course, I'll help you when it comes to the theme song. And to to my surprise, all of y'all love it. I did not expect I was like, this theme song is going to be way too happy for people. I just knew Brandon was going to be like, OK, well, clearly you really need me on this show. Because <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why you thought that. No one is going to be able to see anything other than flowers and butterflies when they hear this theme music. So. A little light twerk when it come on. <laughs> quick body roll, one, two. But everybody has told me they really love the theme song. So that makes me feel good. So, yeah, Spontaneous, thanks so much with that. This year, I've had an opportunity to check off more things from my bucket list than I have at literally any point in my life. 
So oh. 37, 38, well, not 38, because, I mean, I was leaving out of 37 when I did my last bucket list. So it's pretty much 37. Um, the age of 37 <laughs> was pretty major for me because I uh, went to Canada for the first time and stayed in Toronto. Then I went to Niagara Falls and did yoga, and that was amazing. Uh, then I went to San Francisco and Oakland, for those of you who remember me telling that story on the podcast. <laughs> And even though that didn't go as expected, that was on my bucket list was to go to San Francisco, was to begin writing my first book on the beach of the Golden Gate Bridge. And I did that, you know, so that was amazing. Uh, I moved to Atlanta and that was literally I picked up my life and left like literally like I left my nine to five. I was beginning to build a good yoga base in Baltimore. Like I, I had more students like. Oh, boy, because <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about the fact that I literally just picked up my life and I reflect back now on all the the talks that I kept having with my father. And my father kept telling me that he wished that he had the guts that I do at my age when, you know, when he was my age. And it meant a lot because he told me more than once. And it was one conversation we had where we were both very emotional. And he was telling me how proud he was of me because he was like, you're not afraid. And I wish that I could be that way. You just get up and you go. You don't let things hold you back. And the reason why I meant so much to hear my father say that is because I think the opposite, Brandon. Like, I feel like I don't push myself enough, you know. Mm -hmm. And so to hear my father say that and to, for him to see that in me, let me know that I was going in the right direction. So I can. I think it's so, well, no, well, not to cut you off. I no, just think can. it's so interesting when people see, kind of like I was saying, like, struggle supports me. Like, how people really see us moving faster or quicker or, you know what I'm saying, more than we ever see in ourselves kind of a thing yeah talk so about it's it. nice like you've always saying to be seen and to be heard kind of thing it's really nice people can see that for you because it also it kind of affirms and like encourages you it absolutely does it does you know my my parents my mother and father and their faith behind me moving you know made a, a huge difference and i'm not usually that person you know i'm very vocal about the fact that i usually don't care what people think i'm going to do what i want to do but but my parents and their feelings about that really, really, really meant a lot. Um, the next blessings that I had in my life were my friends Elliot and Mike. And I really want to thank Elliot and Mike because these are my two friends who took me in. Uh, I came and I stayed for eight months with Elliot. Well, it was, eh, I guess it's kind of <laughs> because the last two months I was in his apartment by myself because he moved up to Maryland. But um, things didn't go as planned when I moved down here. When I moved down here, I planned to already have my apartment, to already have a job prepared and ready for me, and nothing went as planned. And Elliot understood that, and he took me in, and he let me stay there. And I'm not sure if y'all heard me a few seconds ago. I said I was in his place for two months without him. <laughs> he moved up to Maryland, but his lease wasn't up. And I stayed there. He trusted me enough to take care of his place while he was gone, and so the lease was up. You feel me? And... When that was over and I still didn't have a nine to five down here and yoga was the only money I was pulling in, I then had my friend Mike open his place to me because I was sharing with all of my friends. I let them know, even if I have to get a car and sleep in my car, I'm not leaving. I don't give up easily, you know, and all I kept seeing were the people in the past who had informed me or didn't inform me because some people will one minute will post on Facebook that they live in Atlanta. And the next thing you know, their location suddenly changes. But um, but I was like, I'm not going to be that person. You know, I refuse. Yeah. And, you know, Mike came to me and mind you, Mike and I just met this year. And it wasn't like before that we had had 
tons and tons of really deep conversations we hadn't. So to me, it meant even more that we're in the very beginning of our friendship. And he said to me, you, I think this was in a, this was in a Marco. So this was on Marco Polo in a group chat with several of our friends. And he said in there, we're not going to let this happen to you. You know, you can come and sleep yeah. on my couch if you have to. And that is, you know, Kevin even admitted Kevin was like, that blew my mind because I was like, y'all hardly know each other. And I'm like, but that's God, you know, that's so amazing to me. And so I want to thank the two of them because that's major blessings. And whenever I sit back and think, you know what I always tell you about me and friendships and how difficult it is for me, I remember situations like this and the fact that for these past nine months, these brothers have kept me lifted. So thank them. Then Kevin, as I mentioned before, he is, wow, that dude's my heart right there. Like, like he said, I would have never imagined a year later the two of us would be as close as we are. And, you know, I can say this on the podcast. This is something I haven't even shared with him. So it'll be his first time hearing it when he hears it on here. I'm a little, I'm a little afraid of verbalizing how close we are. I won't call him a best friend or anything just because what we have is so good. I don't want to ruin it with titles. So I'm like, you know what? I love you and I'm going to keep it right there. <laughs> I'm like, you know, how, which is so rare for me. I don't do that. But I'm like, you know what you mean to me. I've given titles to people and it's always ended up being messed up. And what we have is so good and so genuine and so raw and so honest and so shameless. You know, we see each other for who we are and we never judge each other for it. And I have I can count on my five fingers how many friendships I have like that. So I'm like, that dude means the world to me. So he's a, a blessing. This experience in Atlanta would not be the same without him at all. Aww. Then I have this bitch named Brandon. And... <laughs> Wait a minute, bitch. Wait a minute, bitch. Wait a minute. Then I have this amazing spirit named Brandon who... I keep speaking onto his life, how awesome and amazing he is, how gifted he is, and how his writing is going to be something that is going to be so phenomenal and necessary for our culture. This dude right here. Here we go. (laughs) He can't take compliments, so y'all have to forgive him. So you're going to sit sit here and take it. You're going to sit here and take it. I have known this dude for several years now and something about this year we've there was a closeness already before I moved here but I feel even closer to him now and it's a combination of the fact that we finally live in the same state and we're also doing this journey together with the podcast and we've never had a problem talking like Brandon and I can talk like Kevin and I can talk like we can just go on for hours that's no problem (laughs) none whatsoever but to be on this journey with the podcast together and everything happens for a reason. A, a little quick backstory. I'm not going to take too much time, but there was originally someone else and Brandon's aware of who it was. There was originally somebody else who was supposed to do the podcast with me. And for whatever reason, and I have no reason to put this person down, nothing but love to this person. They've removed me from social media and everything, but I send love to them uh, for, for whatever reason they felt like they needed to vanish away from me before the podcast started. And then they didn't remove me until after the podcast went up. So I guess they felt like, you know, if they weren't around, I wouldn't do it. But it was going to move on without you. But again, (laughs) love and light to you. But the universe does everything for a reason. Because I immediately went to Brandon. And in my mind, I'm like, I feel like this could be a thing. 
And it started out as something. And I mean, I know what you still consider yourself to be. I know you still consider yourself to be a contributor. <laughs> but I honestly see you as a co-host. That's just me, you know. Um, and I only say that because I know that this podcast would be successful if it was just me. But our dynamic is something very, very special. It is. And if at any point in time you decide that you're going to move in another direction, I'm here for it. And you know, I will always lift you up. But I am celebrating and enjoying what it is we have right now. Because I feel like not only are we providing something really special for the community, but we're deepening our friendship in the process. And so I love you and I thank you. And you are a blessing to me. Uh, three left. <laughs> you silly. <laughs> Okay, three things left. Bear with me. I've, I felt very blessed this year uh, throughout all the things I've been through. Um, my, lo- my life slash light coaching. Uh, I've decided in 2018 I'm permanently changing it to light coaching. Uh, I've done a good job with life coaching, but I really feel like what I'm doing is helping people to unearth their light. And so that's the direction I'm moving into. But my light coaching took on a very, very different look this year. In the sense that I feel like in the past, I've put a little bit too much weight on it. And it became really easy breezy this year. Like I had some one-on-one clients who made the decision to, instead of doing meditation and yoga, they did light coaching and yoga. And they just needed to vent to me. You know, like I've always explained to my clients, because I consider the people who do my light coaching to be clients, the people who do my yoga to be students. But anyway, um... In the past, a lot of my clients, I would give them the option to be able to either vent or it could be a session where I'm giving advice and talking to them. And sometimes people just need to vent. So some of my students have made a decision. You know what? When we're doing yoga, instead of starting off with meditation, let's do light coaching. And it has really helped them. You know, even Kevin has talked about that, about how it's it's gotten to the point now where he's doing less meditation and more light coaching. So I give thanks for that blessing that I'm able to see that I can still do that work, especially because when I first got into doing life coaching, I was mocked by a lot of people because they think it's bullshit, you know, but life coaching heals. It really, really does. Uh, the next thing is yoga and Stone Mountain. And they in this city where I'm living in now, they go hand in hand. Uh, yoga is life. <laughs> yoga is life. Yoga is breath. I've been blessed to do yoga in more than one country this year. 2007 stand up like I did yoga in more than one country this year and I have gone to heights with yoga I've taught on top of stone mountain all spring and summer long and that mountain has healed me and yoga has taken me to places that I never expected I've met so many wonderful people when they find out that I do yoga yoga to me at this point in my life is what my locks were when I was in my 20s when I had locks conversations will be started with people who would never normally talk to me all off of my locks. I've been connecting to so many people, so many freaking Uber drivers, <laughs> all off of me teaching yoga, you know? Yoga is, is a completely different world, and I'm so thankful for it because I've been able to have conversations with people where it's gone beyond the asanas, and we've talked about so many other things that are connected to doing yoga. Yoga is life, like I said, and this is something I'm going to be practicing well into, you know, if, if I'm blessed to be here longer, I'm going to be doing this for as long as I can think of. And then last would be the Healing Space podcast. This podcast comes from an event that I used to do back in the DMV. 
And what meant so much to me, Brandon, and I hadn't shared this with you. What meant so much to me was when we were doing the live event and Devonte was under uh, was in the comment section. And he talked about how necessary this conversation was. It uh-huh. made me reflect back to when I was doing the events in the DMV. And they were all about that. They were all about providing a safe space for people to be able to have the tough conversations and heal. So when he said that, it made me flash back and I almost got emotional. I was on camera, so I couldn't do too much. But (laughs) it it almost made me emotional because it meant we reached the point that I've been praying for. I want the healing space to be a space where you can come and it's a safe space to laugh to cry, to talk about the tough topics, to celebrate one another. And when he said that, I was like, bam, here we are, you know? And mm-hmm. so the Healing Space podcast, thank you to everyone who for years said to me, you need to be on radio. I used to be on 88.9 in Baltimore, so it wasn't my first time. But the idea of a podcast was like, dude, here's the next step, you know? And this is why I say mm-hmm. the whole thing about not making any excuses. I made excuses for years about why I couldn't do something like this. And in 2017, stepped out and made it happen. I can see this going, listen, the read, they have, they've set a bar, you know, they have really set an awesome bar and give thanks for the two of them. I really, really appreciate them because they've given an awesome blueprint and I really see you and I being able to, you know, sell out places where the two of us are up there just talking and the people would love us enough to want to sit and watch two people talk. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, I see that for us. I I really feel like the sky and beyond is the limit for us. Woo. Okay. So yes, we've gotten out, (laughs) we've gotten out our lessons and blessings. And lastly, our new year's revolutions. So, for those of you who are listening who may not know what a revolution is, back when I had my magazine, Escape the Matrix, every year we would have revolutions at the end of the magazine, and we would ask for the staff to let us know what they want our revolutions to be. Revolutions are different from resolutions in the sense that you can make a resolution that, okay, I'm going to go to the gym this year, and that's it. I'm going to go to the gym. So, it takes nothing for you to fail. Because you're like, I'm going to go to the gym. And if you even make it there, you'll do, you know, the the normal. I worked out in January and then I stopped. Maybe pull out February and then it's over with. You feel me? But revolutions are serious goals. Like you decide you're going to work out. Okay, I'm going to go to the gym. These are the days that I'm going to do it. I'm going to begin a meal, a meal prep process. I know I can't do it by myself, so I'm going to pay this person to do it for me. This is the amount of weight that I plan to lose. These are the dates that I plan to lose set weight, you know? That's a revolution. I mean, you decide that you're going to put a, a, some serious goals in line for what it is you're going to do. You're not just going to say, I'm going to the gym. You get deeper with it. So with that being said, did you want to go first or did you want me to say mine? I think I'll go first. Okay. Just only because <laughs> we were talking before we started, and I was like, I don't even normally do like New Year's resolutions kind right. of thing. And so, like, when you like a revolution, I was like, oh, I don't <laughs> really know. <laughs> so, I actually, sorry to disappoint, don't have any just because I'm not even sure. Well, one, like, school is kind of like up in the air at the moment, kind right. of a thing. I'm still trying to be positive and optimistic. Yeah. But, I'm not certain what's going to happen with school. So it's kind of like, let me see this. And this is going to sound more like a resolution than an actual revolution. So, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I do plan on writing more 
in 2018. Okay. And the, but just, I, I'm not certain on the amount yet, depending on what happens with school. Because clearly if school is not happening at the moment, uh-huh. then I will be writing way more than if school is. Right. But it's kind of like, while that's still up in the air, I can't quite make a revolution just, or just yet. And honestly, I don't know. I think there are a lot of like, and again, building on the lessons and blessing and every blessings, blessings, blah, and everything. Like, I'm still putting those into practice and everything. But actual like revolutions, I really think my writing is kind of like the only thing that I really want to make more of a priority. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. So, yeah, because I, I think everything else is kind of growing and will naturally kind of expand just putting a little bit more work into it but i think really with my writing it's kind of the only thing that i need to like set actual goals with right so yes okay my <laughs> kind of come on come on it's understandable it's not like you know i told you like back in september prepare your revolution like <laughs> this is what you're gonna need to talk about it's something i just told you about so i can understand that you know um it, it'll come to you as the year goes along it's all good uh, but that that's a good that's a good place to start. What it is you said. Uh, mm-hmm. So for me, my revolutions are I'm going to get my first apartment here in Atlanta. Like I said, you know, at the beginning of the year, literally at the start of the year, I'm going to have my first nine to five here in Atlanta, and it's a means to an end. You know, I'm going in there with a whole lot of passion. I'm going to work that job out, but I have no problem saying it's a means to an end. My goal is in the next couple of years is that I'm going to have my own fitness center. Um, wellness center as well. Uh, they're going to be combined, but you know, before we get there again, not putting the cart before the horse, I'm getting my first apartment and that apartment is going to happen at the end of January, beginning of February. That's done and done, you know, and the way I'm going to party now, I'm not going to invite anybody there cause I don't like a bunch of people in my house, but <laughs> we're going to go out and we're going to party cause I feel like that's the, that's the last piece of the puzzle. For me to really feel like I live here in Atlanta, you know. Um, listen, and we're you know, having a place. We make it. Oh, this is home. Listen, okay. listen. I, I live here. <laughs> so that's one. So that's actually that's not that far away. And then the next one is that I want to finally be certified in yoga. Uh, most people are under the impression that I am certified, but I've gotten my different uh, different studios and things that I've taught out of off of my tenure i've been doing yoga for a really long time you know Uh so because of how long i've been doing yoga people trust me to be able to come in there and so far i've i've proven right you know (laughs) (laughs) i've taught in baltimore i've taught in atlanta you know and now mind you i've taught in other places but i mean you know on a regular basis in baltimore and atlanta and the people have trust me to be able to come in there and teach but my whole thing is that i understand that certification opens up more doors i respect that So I plan to be certified and I have my certification coming, I would say, the end of May, beginning of June. So that's the goal I'm setting for myself is to be now if it happens before then, hey, it's all good. But that's the time limit I'm giving myself. It's going to happen end of May, beginning of June. And I also want to connect to more yogis in Atlanta. Uh, I am a little I feel some kind of way about meeting people because I've unfortunately met elitists in a lot of different communities, whether it's, you know, arts or business or, and I've met some elitists in yoga and it, it hurts, you know, because not only have I met elitists in yoga, but some people would be under the impression that I'm talking just white people. No, I've met a lot of black elitist yogis and yoginis and it gives me pause. 
because it makes me uncomfortable going into spaces, you know. But yeah. I'm going to force myself <laughs> to get out of that space. So I'm saying the minute I move into my apartment, so I'm giving myself until when I move into my apartment, end of January, beginning of February. Once I get in there and I become comfortable, I'm going to begin venturing out to different yoga studios and meeting more people. Uh, so that I can be more connected to the yoga community here in Atlanta. And hopefully that can help to expand into more things. So those are my revolutions. Gave out dates. It is now on a podcast, so everyone can hold me accountable to those dates. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Uh, we're not going to do any good news or pay it forwards this week because I feel like everything we just gave was just a long as extended <laughs> good news <laughs> and pay it forward. It really was. With all those names we said. Yes. <laughs> um, thank you. Well, I want you to go first because you know what? Every time we do the lives, I feel like I always talk so much and you have only like 13 seconds left to say what you want to say. So <laughs> if you have any closing remarks you want to give, including where people can walk with you, go ahead and do your thing. Um, I thank each and every one of you guys that uh, listen, that like, share, subscribe. Tell a friend that participate when we do the live and you comment and you share your opinions. Um, definitely, I think anytime you do something like this, you're like, oh, well, maybe some people will listen, maybe not. And then you never know. Oh, yeah, like even with even with tracking the numbers, you never are for certain who actually is unless they say yeah. something to you. Yeah. So um, no matter who you are or where you are, thank each and every one of you all for listening. Um uh, I think all I had was thank you, but no, you can walk with <laughs> slash follow whichever you subscribe to. I say follow, but you know, <laughs> you know, whatever. Go ahead, whatever. child. <laughs> no, on Twitter and Instagram, it's no more Otis. So no more Otis. Is anybody coming to see you, Otis? Lord, so, really? Every time? Every time? Okay. I might have to. Is that, <laughs> this is only a second time doing it, so is that going to be a thing now? It might be because The Temptations used to be one of my favorite movies. Like, okay. I'm that person. I can watch The Temptations long ass movie and The Jackson's long ass movie back to back. Like, <laughs> now granted, that's like your whole day gone. Completely. Back to back. Completely. I've done it before. He's so okay. damn old. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> really, can I help it? <laughs> so, yes, I would like to thank all of you as well. It has been a great deal. You know, we are newbies on the scene as far as it goes with podcasts. And we have been welcomed in with open arms and it really means a lot to us, not only by you misfits who listen, but also by the podcast community. Uh, one thing that I hadn't shared with uh, Brandon was that because it literally just dawned on me again. But uh, Pods in Color, which is on Twitter, um, had retweeted us uh, the episode, most recent episode that we just had. And I actually had a... Uh, a really brief conversation with the sister who heads it. And she gave me a really good idea that I'm going to go into 2018 with for the podcast. I'm going to tell Brandon once we get offline. I mean, once we get off the podcast, but it feels so good to be welcomed in by other people. We've had other podcasts that have been on our live show with us and have participated. We've had other podcasts that have promoted us and put us out there. And in turn, we've done the same. And I love that. I love that we're all, coming around each other, supporting one another, and understanding that this isn't a competition. So thank you to those of you who listen, to those of you who are also in the podcast community and support. We support you as well. Uh, please continue to share, like, comment. Um, is that all of it? Share, like, subscribe. Jesus, most important. <laughs> 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 please.
please subscribe like, so that you can know whenever it is, you know, that the podcast, one of the beauties of, I, can, I don't think it happens with SoundCloud, but I know it happens with, uh, with Apple podcasts is that yeah. if you subscribe, it literally gives you a notification every time a new episode goes up. So definitely make sure you do that. So that way I don't have to be texting you and tagging you on uh, social media all the time <laughs> so that you're aware that it's going up. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Please continue to do that because the more you do that, the more attention it brings to us and the more people will know about what it is we're doing. So if you believe in the healing space and you want to continue to get healed, please make sure that you're letting everyone know that we exist. Uh, you can connect and walk with the healing space on social media at uh, THS Podcast on Instagram at underscore THS Podcast on uh, Twitter on Snapchat it would be Revolution LLC which is my company and on Facebook it's Revolution Multimedia and for myself you can find me everywhere under Scorpiogi <laughs> since you're listening to this that means that wherever you're listening to it there's a, a there's a breakdown of the episode. If you don't feel like remembering any of those things we just said, look in the breakdown of the episode and you'll be able to actually click on the links to go to any of those places on social media where we are. Again, thank you so much for listening. The both of us really, really appreciate all the love and support. We love you guys back. Enjoy the rest of your 2017 and we will see you on the other side in 2018. Until then, namaste. Namaste.